Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Welcome back. This is called is Alive and Well. Thank you for all your support and for joining me again for the 11th week of Come and Get Some. Today we're going to we're going to pick up where we left off in part 2 of Patricia Ray's conversation, uh, complete with 10 questions. But first, I want to address the 60-pound chinchilla in the room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um it's going to be uh basically I was going to talk about LeBron James and why he's coming back to Miami, my wishful thinking, uh my my theory. And here it is. It'll be quick because we have a full half hour. Uh, basically, when LeBron James left for Miami, Cleveland uh, rejected him terribly. He came back to Cleveland. His first came back in a, a Miami jersey. He was booed, jeered. There were urinal cakes in his face, all that stuff. When he left to go, quote-unquote, home where he ran with his boys, where he comes from to Cleveland, his first game back in Miami, he was cheered. There were thank you chants. And there was a video tribute to his accomplishments in Miami while he stood there in a Cavalier jersey tearing up because I think for a fleeting moment he realized Miami is truly home. That's just my crazy theory. I took a poll. Uh, the great talented Nick Hudson Murdoch said Holmes where he comes from, like LeBron said. And Nicole, uh, Noel Hesh said that home is wherever she's happy and she's got friends and she feels uh, support and love. So there's a lot of different takes on it. My theory is he's going to want to come back home to Miami, and that's just my theory, and I'm sticking to it. But now, to the rest of my conversation with Patty. You went to, uh, you were from New York, you moved to L.A., and you came back to film this in New York. You, you were actually, you're a Colombian actress, and you look every bit Colombian, but you were born in America, right? You were born in New York. Yes, I'm Colombian. I'm have Colombian parents, but I was first-generation American. I was born in Manhattan, and I was raised in Queens, um, and I learned Spanish first, because my parents didn't speak English, and I learned the English um, watching television, Sesame Street, and then when I got to kindergarten, I spoke a couple of words, and then by, like, first grade, I was speaking English, and I would come home, and I would tell my mother, don't talk to me in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> what do you prefer? What do you prefer to speak if you have your choice at any given time? Um, I, I prefer to speak English only because I speak English all day long, and it's my I dream in English, so I okay. feel it's just more organic for my mouth. Um, I speak Spanish very well, but, you know, I still I don't have – the same capacity for vocabulary as I do in English. So sometimes, you know, you get uh, like trapped saying things. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't have the right verb. And, you know, yeah. and you get frustrated. Because my wife's Colombian also, and she hates when she goes to the store and the, the Latin uh, cashier immediately speaks to her in Spanish without thinking she might want to, to hear English. <laughs> Well, that's funny because people hardly ever speak to me in Spanish. Even Latinos don't speak to me in Spanish. They think I'm American and they speak to me in English. I have to speak to them in Spanish. And they're like, oh, you speak Spanish? Because <laughs> uh, you carry yourself. But also it's a region you're in. I mean, in, in, in Florida, we're in Florida, so there's a lot of Spanish here. 
Yes, and that's is true. Uh, where, where in Florida, it's expected, you're, you're expected to speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> Why are you speaking English? <laughs> And then now, what I was reading about you, I read you, you thought you needed to go, and a lot of people do this, you, you thought, I need to go to California to catch my big break, and, and that's what you did. Do, do you think in hindsight that it was necessary to live in California to have any, any level of success? I did, absolutely, especially in the year that I came out, which was uh, 2001. That's the, nine, the year 9-11 happened, correct? I came right out, out right yeah. after 9-11. Um, oh. And uh, there wasn't, television was leaving New York at that time. Um, I think it was Mayor Koch who was making it super difficult to shoot there. It was very expensive. Production was moving out oh. of the city. Um, so, and I wanted to be a film actress and it's, you know, uh, it's ironic because now if I actually wanted to do more television, I'd probably head back to New York because there's so much film and television production in New York right now. It's kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. Well, but I always said that I moved to L.A. to play a New Yorker. <laughs> you do have a New York sounding. You don't have an accent. And um, you have to have a New York sound to you. You don't have a Spanish accent. So, yeah. So you don't you don't get typecast or anything because people see you as as American, is that right? Um, the only reason why I do get typecast is because I play like I said I play a lot of blue collar characters, so mm-hmm. I kind of do get typecast on television in that kind of like mom victim, you know the the yeah. the son sells drugs or the husband get shot, there's a robbery, things like that. I play a lot of that type of stuff on television because especially at the time when I was doing, you know, when I first started because that's all that was really written for Latinos. Um, Whenever I've played non-Latino characters, then I'm more like a lawyer or a, you know, a A doctor or a nurse. And in Swim Fan, I played a nurse. Um, So... I think in I think films tend to be less um, stereotypical. You get to give more opportunity, more more options for a uh, for a casting. Yeah. This oh. is a webcast I'm doing with my friend. Oh, she's <laughs> sorry. My boyfriend just came home. And uh, I told him that when I, the next time I want to do, um, the next time I say to him, I want to do a play that please punch me in the face. So he was going to punch me in the face. I'm like, no, no, I'm not talking to a theater director. I'm talking to my <laughs> friend who does a, a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No. Uh, so we're casting the split now. <laughs> So you're uh, doing the stage, is that right? Is that what we just heard here? Uh, well, I, you know what? I think I might be doing a play. <laughs> like the whole punching <laughs> in the face thing is kind of up in the air. Uh, a friend of mine um, who's a director, she's um, getting ready to do a reading of a, a play about it, uh, these New York uh, women. Um, but here in, in uh, near my neighborhood in Outwater Village. 
um, in California. So I'm going to do the reading of the play. I don't know if I'm going to do the play, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Um, yeah, it's I, not I that I don't love theater. I was raised on the theater. I went to the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute. I've been on stage since I could walk. Um, it's just a, it's just so time consuming. I mean, it's eight weeks rehearsing, a lot of weekends and and evenings, and then you're doing a play for another six to eight weeks. So you're talking about three months of your life dedicated to a very and very little financial reward. So it's a lot, a big investment for an actor. Wow, I mean, you're doing it for the love of the art at that point. Yeah, exactly, because you want to act, you know. I mean, like I said, you do a TV show, and unless you're like a series regular um, on a big hit TV show where your character has a lot of, like, you know, story arcs and stuff, you're coming on a TV show to do like a, you know, a couple days here and there, and you're not really, like, getting deep into a, like, good character and, like doing all the work and the research and preparation, like when you're doing a stage piece. Okay. So that's why um that's why a lot of TV actors go to New York and do theater on on their hiatuses. This is keeping fresh, keeping uh keeping working. Yeah, keeping their chops, you know. Getting your acting, you have to keep working the craft and, you know, working your uh, instruments. Um, otherwise, it just gets stale, you know. You get stale doing the same character over and over, um, the same kind of storylines. I'm sure, you know, these actors, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sh- I would be very grateful, and I'm sure they're very grateful to have the job, but it's not, a, you know, sometimes it's not that challenging anymore. I see what you mean. Um, when you uh, you talk you talk about getting typecast as the crying mother <laughs> and the victim. Uh, what is your dream role? If you could get any role today, what role would you want to be put in? I want to play the next Carol on The Walking Dead. The next Carol, the next character that's like Carol on The Walking Dead. Exactly. The mm-hmm. strong female lead that doesn't take anything from anyone, who stand up to anything, and you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, the mother hen, she's the mother hen. She's like, she sacrifices so much of herself to keep everything together. But, and that pushes her to the edge of her humanity to do extraordinary things that she wouldn't, that are against her beliefs and her values. I'd love to. That's, that's what I've been putting out into the universe to give, you know, I'm telling the universe, please send me that. I think that's a gift to any actress to have that kind of role. It is very layered. It's, 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 it seems very challenging and possibly rewarding, or would be rewarding. Uh, I would like to see a role like that. My fantasy role for you, is that, that my opinion matters? Are, are you familiar with the question? I would love to. What's your fantasy role for me? <laughs> Wasn't going to go that way. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the besides Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with that show, Arrested Development? Oh, yes, yes, I love that show. I would like to Just see you Justin get hired. Bateman. 
Yeah, I like to see your character get hired as the Sealed Blue's new mate that she wants to keep calling Lupe. And she doesn't know you speak English. And then you basically put her in her place, and then she doesn't fire you because she enjoys the challenge of the personality you bring into the house. Um, she doesn't play you, cool. she doesn't fire you, but she puts up with you. It's kind of like a, uh, a George Jefferson, uh, what was the name of the uh, Florence? Oh. George Jefferson Florence relationship kind of thing. Or uh, the Debbie Mazar show. Um, yeah. With the crazy, with the maid. That would, that would be funny. That's, that's, that's what I do. Get horrible with some <laughs> That would be fun. All right, well, get cracking and write it. <laughs> I can't write it. I'm not. I'm not on the staff, unfortunately. Uh, I, I'm uh, curious. I'm curious. Just a random inquiry. Um, not really anything to do with you personally, but I'm just curious. Uh, in this new digital age, how do residuals work anymore? Do you get residuals or some kind of check for? If your show is running on Netflix as opposed to when it airs on a network. Yes, I just deposited a check today for 49 cents. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, 49 cents. Oh, sorry, 69 cents for an episode of Blue Bloods. <laughs> that aired on Netflix? It, it, for an extended use, whatever that means. Mm, oh, I so, don't know. Uh, is that more or less than you get from network television? Oh, less. Yeah, like oh, pay really? TV. I got a check. Um, I got a swim fan check for pay TV, which is probably like I don't know, like a HBO or whatever. Six dollars and fifty one cents, and for oh. a video DVD, nine cents. Nine, nine cents? cents. Yeah, nine cents. I, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand the infrastructure of, of the entertainment industry, how they pay out residuals, but it seems like something that I don't, nobody I don't either. I don't think anybody does, except... That's by design. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the I don't think it. anybody does anymore. Because <laughs> it seems to me that anything like Netflix or a video that can be rewatched and rewatched over and over and over and over again and redistributed it should be worth a hell of a lot more than one play on network TV. But that's that's just my opinion that I think it would be. Yeah, I don't think that they really really worked that out yet. I think this whole new media thing has um, been a horrible, horrible thing for actors. We used to be able to survive. Now most actors, if you read my blog, (laughs) are hanging on by the skin of their chinny-chin-chin. And having to go back and do... I mean, why do you think an actor like you know, um, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, House of Cards, what's his name? Um, the, the star of the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, this is that thing. You forget people's names and someone else talking to you forgets them. It's like Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. The first did House of Cards. I mean, when that first, when they first did the first season, I'm sure he got paid peanuts, you know, but he needed to work. I mean, actors have to work, and like I said, residuals are not. People used to live off a of residual. Like, they could survive off of residuals. Now you have to work. You have to literally constantly be booking jobs to live. Wow. Wow. 
Have you thought about doing any voice acting? I talk to a lot of voice actors on here. That's my my path. I'm trying to get on. What have you thought about, or have you thought about that? That's another beast in itself. That's that community is so so tight knit. It's almost as hard as it's like starting a whole new career. I mean, I've done voiceover yeah. in New York. I did a lot of more voiceover, like commercial work and stuff like that, and I've auditioned for you know, Disney films and stuff like that. But if you end up looking at any of the credits on these Disney films, who it's all celebrities, you know? Yeah. All the yep. all the characters they're all they're all movie stars. I find that I find that interesting. I and mean, people do like to hear that celebrity familiar voice. And you really don't know much about the voice actors, uh, who do the voices you hear every day for like thirty years of your life or twenty years of your life. It's like, it feels like they should have first cut at that just because they're the most experienced at it. I bet you it would be the same movie. It might be slightly better, and, and you just wouldn't recognize the voices as, you know, somebody you've seen in a movie last week. Yeah, but, you know, they're banking on that you're going to go see the movie because it was voiced by, you know, Star Power. Um, yeah, uh, Adam... Um, Sorry, it was like, oh my God, I'm like, I have like a mashed potato brains today. That's okay. Uh, like a Ben Stiller or, you know, um, so that's, that's the problem. Or uh, maybe, maybe the key is you and a bunch of people who are in your boat who are uh, getting typecast a little bit and are just trying to find the next big thing. Maybe you need to get together with a group of people and make a TV uh, sketch show, like a new one. Maybe make the better one that's better than SNL or, you know, remind you of the old Carol Burnett show or something, you know? Oh, I would love to do that. You know, I have a lot of people telling me, oh, you start your a YouTube channel and just put your stuff up there. I'm like, that's I'm, I'm, work- I'm working on it. <laughs> Whatever we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right, well, right, my YouTube channel. Because I have a, a character who is, um, her name is Yake. And she's um, basically a homeless woman. but she, So she's only employed for one day at at every job. So she'll get employed at, like, star, <laughs> Starbucks. And then she'll, like, make up the menu because she doesn't know it, you know. And she'll be like... Um, let me tell you something. You want a, a triple latte, latte, mochaccino, sake, you know, a double size, grande, macchiato with 10 shots. Okay, okay, that'll be $72. <laughs> She'll get fired. She'll be like, can we stay on employment? <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah, well, that'd be cool. You'd have that be a different job every time, right? Yeah, and, that's a, and then the next time you see her, it's a KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Just to work, you get some gold in your hands here. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, that's I'm working on writing that now. That's awesome. I hope that works out. I'll be looking for that. Um, I've been putting that on my YouTube channel because <laughs> that'll be like you know my variety show. I should. I am a variety show. <laughs> yes, you are. You're awesome. <sighs> Everybody's gonna see that when they hear this. Uh, but I want to tell you this. I, I, I really enjoy talking to you. Unfortunately, I'm running to my max time here. No, um, of course. I mean, this interview can't be that long. It will bore people to tears. <laughs> oh, I think everyone's going to love you if you don't already love you, Patricia. Okay. Sorry, Ben. 
Um, what I do at the end of every interview is I do 10 questions think fast. So if it's think fast, I ask you a silly question. Maybe it's a decent question. varies. And uh, if you don't like a question or you're not comfortable, you can pass on it. Um, okay. Do you want to do that with me? Sure. Okay, before we do this, uh, is there anything else that you want to pass? I know you're uh, the Patricia Ray. Oh, um, yes, I'm a, I'm also a children's book illustrator. I I uh, illustrate a book um, through the U.S. Um, USC, and we're having a big book signing, uh, part of the L.A. Book Fair, this weekend. Um, you can come down to the USC campus at the USC stage um, from 11.30 to 12. Um, we're going to do the reading, and then at 1 p.m. at the Civic Engagement Tent, we're going to do book signings. Uh, so bring your kids. It's a wonderful book. It's called Big Dog on Campus. There's, uh, it's a series. The first one is Big Dog on Campus uh, to be a Trojan. The second one is Big Dog on Campus goes to the library. And then uh, I'm painting the third one where he goes on patrol. So come on down to USC and I'll sign a book for you. Awesome. This Saturday, which happens to be my birthday. Happy birthday, Patty. Thank you. Wow. Well, she's multi-talented, as you hear there. So check that out. Check out uh, at the Patricia Ray on Twitter. She's a funny hashtagger. Um, let me, uh, what's your uh, link for your blog? Your blog's pretty interesting. Oh, yes, uh, the uh, the artist Ray. Um, I just talk about life experiences, uh, you know, as an artist, an actor, a writer, you know, my, my craft, I put... I also teach yoga, so I put, you know, I put myself out there. Um, my life lessons, I like to share them because nobody ever really, I didn't, I feel like I learned a lot of things um, the hard way because there's no real school, career school for acting. And so anything that I can share with someone that makes their life a little easier illuminates a path for anyone. And, um, you know, I like to share things with humor because if I don't laugh, I will, uh, I'll kill myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding. But, you know, not, I, I think everything laughing. with humor is uh, it's a lot uh, more enjoyable. Yeah, if you're not laughing, you're crying. You know, it's the truth. That's why we have humor, to keep us happy. That's right. um, mm-hmm. So everybody check out that blog. I've been inspired and encouraged by it myself. It's really it's really uplifting. Uh, so please check that out. Um, yes, it's the artist ray at dot blogspot dot com. Artist ray at blogspot dot com. Is that right? Uh, the artist ray dot blogspot dot com. Or yeah, you're right. App blog app blogspot. Sure. Yeah, it's the artist right dot blogspot dot com. I was right. I you are right. I'm looking at it now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, I give a lot of insightful tips about the business and surviving, and you know, keeping your spirits up. And sometimes I don't. You know, I have. I'm not in a good place, and people help, and they reach out, and they. They lift me back up, which is a cool thing. Yeah, it's a give and take. I found it's awesome. I, I, it's so valuable. Thank you for that for that blog. On behalf of anybody who reads it, is inspired by it. Thank you. All right. So, so with the same questions? questions? 
Yep, think fast. All right. So first question is: Do you uh, do you like sports? Yes, I do. With beer. Uh, Yankees. Yankees. Okay. Number two. Think fast. Finish this question. Uh, finish this statement. If I could change one thing. Change one thing. I changed my uh, bra. It's sweaty right now. Big <laughs> <laughs> fast number three. True or false? Ricky Ricardo would have been better off just letting Lucy on the darn show. True. Yes, I agree. Number four. A uh, true or false? Uh, not true or false. Number four. Think fast. Where are my Christmas cookies? You promised me. What was that? Where are my Christmas cookies? Oh, your Christmas cookies. Um, I have to make a whole new batch because I don't have a food processor, so I have to make them by hand. So the next batch uh, no I pressure. make will come out to you. No pressure. I thought it would be fun to throw that in there. Number five, six best. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, neither. I'm an in-betweener. I can't get up early and I can't go to sleep late. What is that? Uh, <laughs> I think that's that called is. lazy. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'm not sure. <laughs> Number six, true or false? Saturday Night Live would benefit more from slip ups and bloopers, the old Carol Burnett show. From what? From bloopers and slip ups, like the old Carol Burnett show. I think Saturday Night Live would be better off if it just said goodbye. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So being fresh and it needs to have something fresh and new needs to come out. And I think Saturday Night Live is seeing its time. Patricia mm-hmm. Rich, I remember when Mad TV came out. I still have love for Saturday Night Live. In fact, I love yes. Space Pants, uh, another story. But Saturday Night Live does still have its good points. But when Mad TV came out, that was the, I always referred to it as watching the good one. Yeah. <laughs> when I'd watch Mad TV. All right, so Think Fast is dragged on. All right, number seven, Think Fast, your favorite comedian. My favorite comedian, mm, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, oh, that's a good one. Number eight, Think Fast, Columbia plays USA in soccer. Who are you rooting for? Oh, Columbia. My wife's the same way. Number nine, (laughs) (laughs) women are better than men, equal to men, or we should all just get over ourselves. What was the last one? We should all just get over ourselves. Over ourselves. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. And last but not least, think fast. Number 10, what do you think of that come get some host? What do I think of what? That come get some host. Uh, I think I'm going to come get some. (laughs) I really enjoyed talking to you, Patty, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well as well as the people listening. Thank you for having me, Chris. This was a blast. Thank you so much. It really means a lot that you came on, and I'll be looking forward uh, to all your upcoming. Do you have anything else upcoming you should be looking for? Uh, I have a Dodge commercial coming out, big Dodge campaign for the new Dodge Charger, and okay. uh, I have a film coming out called The Last Possession. The Last Possession. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's all right, everybody, The Last Possession. Excellent. I love horror. All right, Patty, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again. You too, Chris. See you later. 
All right. She was great. That was Patty. I want you all to know I recorded that interview the same day I did my live interview with Morgan Schrebler. So I, I had a little bit of nerves, and I was rocking in my in my office chair, which needs a little bit of WD-40. I am aware of it, and I will be taking care of that for future shows. So sorry about that obnoxious squeaking sound you all heard. Um, also, coming up next week on this very show, um, I'll have two guests. Uh, one uh, claims to always be right. The other tells the longest short stories you've ever heard, uh, but they're interesting. So uh, next week, look forward to hearing uh, two people who inspired me and uh, and brought me a little bit of confidence and know-how to put on a podcast, uh, Two-Fifths of Dead X Radio. It'll be Jeff Hillier and Chance Hancock right here, bringing the bad boys of the paranormal right here to the sixth cult. Come get some. So you're in for a treat if you've never heard of these guys. And if you want to get a little homework and a little study time, check out DedX Radio this Saturday for three hours on DedXRadio.com. It's a video radio show on uh, DedXRadio.com. Um, it's a lot of fun. They're into the paranormal, uh, sci-fi, and horror. You talk about all of that. In the meantime, that about sums it up. You all have a great week, and I'll see you then. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on. Come on. Yeah.